Tuesdays. <laughs> Welcome to fucking Tuesdays. Um, what does that top thing say? Rule number one. Yeah. Um, that I ever, I might, I think I've tried We've to explain that one a hundred times. Before. Yeah. Rule number one: don't hurt children. Super easy. Mm-hmm. I think everybody understands exactly what I mean. Like it's, don't, don't creep on children. Don't. Don't harm them in any way. Yeah. Psychologically, emotionally, physically. Just, if you can't be nice, leave them the fuck alone. Leave other people's kids alone in general. I mean, some of them should leave their own kids alone. That's, yeah, it's very true. I mean, as bad as it is to say leaving a kid alone in this world, but like some parents really are just not fit. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not claiming to be an expert by any means. So. Oh, me neither. Please don't take this as me preaching, but. If you knowingly violate rule one, you're the worst kind of people. Uh, I think every aspect of your life should be a work in progress. Yeah, but there's those, yeah, I mean, we all know the ones we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Yeah, followed by rule two. There's only two of them, so rule one, don't hurt kids. Rule two, the golden rule, do unto others. Mm. Easy. (laughs) Bentcarrot.com. Okay, so I have no idea what this is. So I was watching TV, right, with a bunch of other dudes, and there's this commercial that comes on. At the bottom of it, it says bentcarrot.com, and it starts going on to explain that there is a condition of, like, I guess trauma can cause your your carrot to bend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a pill to straighten your carrot. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I know that... I, I think it's fairly new. I, like I didn't know there was a pill for that. Oh yeah, I, I don't even know how that would work. I don't. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know, but it there. So, yeah, feel free to check them out and bentcarrot.com if you want to sponsor us. I don't know what we're gonna do, but it'll be funny. Look, are they gonna send us some free pills or something? Oh no, I'm talking cash money. <laughs> I don't need the pills. Yeah, but I'll plug your stuff and it'll be really funny. Obviously, they've got a good sense of humor, like. That's why I automatically like the company. They, they named it. I Bent mean, Carrot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, it's one of those things that you just have to have a sense of humor about because somebody's going to make fun of you. Yeah. Everybody. And I'm not even really making it like that's good marketing. I love marketing. Marketing done right is usually something like that where, like, why would we be talking about this? Right. If it wasn't funny. Well, I mean, it would be funny anyway, but at least they let themselves in on the joke. Right. It's always nice when people aren't afraid to make fun of themselves. It's one of my favorite features in almost anybody. Yeah. Like, sense of humor. If you think about it, everybody and everything is ridiculous. Like, everything. So, if there's no humor in it, what's the point? Right. I guess, you know, it doesn't have to be humor, but some kind of good feelings. Grabavoid numbers are fun. That's also something I'm not familiar with. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but once again, I don't know a whole lot of people that use these terms. So, do you remember Game Shark for like PlayStation? Yeah. The you could put cheat codes in. Yeah, I had one for the PlayStation Two. Okay, so imagine you live in a video game, and the developers put in cheat codes, like literal number cheat codes. Uh huh. That's Grabavoy numbers. So, the Grabavoy code for self-esteem is 4818951749814. Uh-huh. You're welcome. 
Yeah, I don't. There's one for everything, man. Like, God mode. Doom 2 is mm. IDDQD. So the God mode for for this life is like 42 or some shit. You can, you can write it on your hand with a marker. I don't know if anybody's actually tattooing these things yet or not. I mean, okay. how does it even work? The video game thing. Okay, so imagine video game developers, God, whatever, whatever you want to call it, added these, these cheats. Not, not exactly cheats, but you play long enough, you figure it out. And then it's that much easier to get whatever it is that you need. So that would be the, the super fanciful way of explaining them. Imagine intent and manifestation. Mm -hmm. So most people don't know their intent, right? So like to, to channel, to manifest a, a broad category intent is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. I want to save the world. Okay, that's, that's your only mantra. You're just going to focus on, I want to save the world, and how do you do it? You have to have steps. Okay, so like, let's say if I didn't have this wicked bad spinal damage, I could save the world more easily. So you meditate on these grab-a-boy numbers for so long, you, you write them and remember them and you think about them, and like it's a way to keep your mind active on a very specific action. So... Somebody else has already gone through the trouble of putting the intent in it. You just have to run the magic through the through the forms. So the numbers give you something to focus on. Sort of. And I, I think it's like, I Google. I don't yeah. know where else you would even come up with one. Apparently the Akashic Record, by the way. They want to say it's where these things came from. Um, supposedly. But it doesn't really matter if they got the number wrong or right, in my opinion. Like, channeling your intent on step-by-step... Like if I had more self-confidence, I could get this great job. So you go do the grab a boy number and write it on your hand. And every time you're not feeling very confident, you read it. And you're like, what was that? Oh, I remember confidence. Do the confident thing. Yeah, so that gives you something to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. This would be like a, a mental focus, I guess. Because normally a focus would be a physical item. Like mm -hmm. a crucifix or a rosary or... Crystal. Yeah. What have you. Yeah, the... Lucky charm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. On to super deep borehole then. So somewhere, Siberia, I think, the Russians had the bright idea that they were going to drill the deepest hole ever drilled, right? Mm-hmm. It's stupid deep now. Like seven or eight miles, I want to say. Sounds right. Um... Yeah, the last crew that worked on it in the 90s, it got so deep and sketchy that they were like, they literally all left. It was breaking all the machinery. Where'd you say it was? Does it say how deep it is? Uh, in the Pajensky district? I don't know what that means. Me neither. I'm sure I'm butchering it. I mean, it's been Russian and I don't speak Russian, so. Well, not well, at least. Definitely not. I mean, I can Yet. Yet. That's that's about all I got. Morscht. Vodka. Oh, vodka, yeah. Everybody knows vodka. Can't forget about vodka. Cola Super Deep Borehole. Europe's got all the most fun stuff. Boy, it's way out there. Yeah. It's miles deep. It is 12,262 meters or... 40,230 feet. 
So seven and a half miles deep. You could fit Everest in it pretty easily. Interestingly enough, it's only 23 centimeters in diameter, mm-hmm. which is nine inches. Well, the bigger hole you drill, the harder it is to drill that far because you have to have a rod big enough to spin your cutting head. And then, I know it doesn't sound like that much, but imagine you take, like, um, a ruler. You ever, not a ruler, a tape measure. You ever play with, like, a 25-foot tape? Mm-hmm. You get it about 10 feet out, and it just starts to break in the middle. Because mm-hmm. you get that much, like, length in it. The torsional values go up insane. Yeah. Any flex becomes major flex. I think it's got a pneumatic head on it. It's got these rolling teeth things that just keep pressure on it, and then it has a hammer effect, so it's constantly, but then it's also got water shooting up, so water comes up around the head and carries all the shit with it, so it pumps it all the way to the surface. Um, so the last crew that worked on this thing swore they, they'd broken into hell. Yeah, they said something about hearing voices and there's torture Screaming. screams. Yeah. yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff associated with this thing. It's funny because every time they develop a new drilling technique, they go test it on this hmm. just to see how much farther they can get down. And now they're at a point where they don't really want to be that deep, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I want to say at this point they left the last drilling head in it. So the next drilling head will have to be rated for structural hardened steel. Hmm. You'll have to be able to cut through the last one. And if you've ever tried to drill a drill bit with a drill bit, they're not that much fun. No, it's a, that's tool steel, isn't it? Like hard? Yeah. Super hard stuff? Yeah. Generally, a drill bit's about as hard as steel as you can get. That's why yeah. they break so easily. But they'll cut just about anything. A good one, at least. Yeah. But these are masonry, so... But they're also super deep masonry where the pressure, like every stone down there, is very good quality stone. There is no cheap broken stuff like up here on the surface. Yeah. Just because it would turn to dust down there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it used to be that stuff and then it all got pressed by seven miles of dirt. That's a lot of weight. Hundreds of millions of atmospheres probably. Might be fun to send like a little camera down there. Let's get a long ass piece of rope and tie a GoPro to the end of it and just drop it down there there's a moderately famous caver here I'm not going to give too much information but southern Indiana that he makes cameras for like this kind of crazy stuff Mm -hmm. like drones robots whatever that go underground there's a a show was it Tree Island or something like that Oak Island Oak Island thank you Mm mm-hmm oak's a tree so we're we're both right um but they do a lot of cool stuff with that like there's one hole they're drilling where it's basically this cylinder or tube with teeth on the end of it that they use to carve down the stone it just goes mm-hmm. rotates back and forth slow. and works its way down and then once it's gotten as deep as it can go instead of pulling that out and putting in a longer one they just add on to the end of the sphere and then just keep on drilling that's the uh, inline well casing or something yeah like they drill with the casing and then did it have a scoop yeah clear out the middle yeah 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 those things are pretty fancy yeah they had some couple of drones and things that would go down into the water and things like that to scope out caves and everything It's, it's very cool they've spent a lot of money on that treasure hunt yeah it's 
I haven't watched it in years, but the last I saw it, they had spent so much money to find so little there. Chicken versus egg. What do you know about the chicken versus egg debate? Put them together and they're delicious. Hmm. So you don't Keep have any... Keep them separated, they're delicious. Do you have an opinion on which came first? There has to be a chicken to lay an egg, right? You would think so, but right? Can there be a chicken without a, without an egg? Okay, so here's here's the facts as I know them. Alright, so... The original chicken came from what? Dinosaurs. No. Oh. From an egg. We know this, right? Okay. So what did the original chicken egg come from? Dinosaurs. Something very chicken-like, but not quite a chicken. Because the first chicken was a mutation of something probably very chicken-like. I don't I don't know, like a turkey, maybe? Egg a chicken? <laughs> we don't speak of mega chicken. Mega chicken. Arise, chicken. Chicken arise. Anyway, yeah, so you get where I'm going with this. Darwinian evolution says that something eventually evolved close enough to a chicken that it could lay a chicken in an egg. Mm-hmm. And then the first chicken was born and mated with something very chicken-like and had more chicken-like chickens. And that's why the chickens are so goddamn chickeny these days. Because we've been super breeding them. Just yeah, like people. That's our forte. Yeah. We, well, we're good at super breeding things. Yep. Flus. Dog breeds. Do- oh, God. That's gone. It's taken such a turn, man. I'm like with cats, too. Like, we, we got the cats with the little stubby legs now. Yeah. I think we did this one once. I don't know if it ever made it to air, though. I don't even my stupid, My stupid little dumpy cat that I miss. Was it like, a, what, a midgie or some shit? Hmm? My cat. Oh, Lucky. Lucky? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know the smart ones that are always trying to escape and stuff? I feel bad keeping them in the house. Yeah. Like, those should be allowed to run. The ones that get out onto the porch and look around, and the first thing they see move, they run right back in the house. Yeah. Those are good house cats. You don't have to feel bad about keeping them, because if you leave them outside, they'll get carried off. You wouldn't think they'd be a good mouser, though. Oh, who cares? Like, at that point, you've just got an indoor cat that you play with. Well, yeah. But if you have mice, and you go to get a cat to get rid of the mice, and then it's scared of the mice... Just gonna need more okay, cats. Okay, so no, you don't need more cats. You need mouse traps and a camera. Because if your the cat smell of the cats enough to keep the mice away anyway. If your cat can't catch mice and the mice come after the cat and you film it and put it on TikTok, you send don't, it to America's Funny Some Videos. Yeah, you can buy all the mouse traps with all the tick. You could be sponsored. Is your cat stupid? Or you can just go on TikTok and they show you how to make the best mouse traps. Yeah, with a bucket. With some MacGyver shit. Dude, I was watching TikTok a minute ago. Chinese people doing things is fascinating. Communism looks terrible. Yeah. Have you seen the people that are just incredibly good at that one thing? Yeah. You know why they're so good at that? Because that's what they do. Because that's what they do. Day in and day out. Every day. For like decades at a time. I don't know. I think the difference over there is that they learn to live in moderation. Like they don't all need... 17 bedroom mansions and like they just kind of coexist yeah I'm not saying either side of the coin's good like somewhere in the middle probably is where we should try to live it'd be nice maybe I mean to we're be able f- to just exist oh yeah that coexist thing I mean we all are part of something bigger obviously like at least connected in some way even if it's only this planet like we all individually 
have a very large effect on the state of the world collectively. Well, what can I do? I'm just one person. I don't know, but if you talked four of your friends into something, and they talked four of their friends into something, and it was like a not a douchey thing, like if, if everybody just would talk each other into the first two rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once again, that's too easy. People need complicated. That way, when they don't understand, they can they can make excuses. When shit's really easy, no excuses can be made. You didn't understand rule one? What, did you get confused? Like, because there were 70 rules? Oh, wait, no, there are two. Mm-hmm. And only one of them is specific. Don't hurt children. But then somebody does, and they, they want to blame something else. Well, he was 14. Child. Innocent. Don't do it. I get it that some of us, myself included, at 13 years old, were already very corrupted. But I'm not saying I wasn't a corrupted child. Everybody likes to think, well, I was grown No, you were still 12. Sorry. Sorry that your trauma made you feel grown up at 12. But you weren't. Just because you lost your childhood doesn't mean you're not a child. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to act like one, but you are. Like, and I don't, I mean, shit, most 20-year-olds. Shit, I'm basically a child. I don't know that men ever really grow up. But, yeah. Hell, I'm almost 40. Yeah, Matt and I don't fall under rule one. I would rather you didn't hurt me. But, you know, it's not, like, I'm not saying I don't have it coming kind of thing. Children are innocent. I am not. Perception. <laughs> okay, so the original point for that one was perception creating reality. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, self-fulfilling prophecies and shit. Like, let's say I were to tell somebody that they're going to die on Friday the 13th of 2027. And they believe me. For the next, what is that, five years from now? They're going to figure out how exactly they're supposed to die that day. And then by the process of thinking about it so much, there's a very good chance it actually happens. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm good at reading the future that just means I predicted something and everybody believed me and then it happened because I made it with manipulation yeah, there was a Disney movie that came out recently mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it but there's a part of it where they don't talk about Bruno you've probably heard reference to it if you haven't seen it no I've been busy for the last couple of months but basically it was this family uh, and they had these special powers and one of them, his name was Bruno, and he could see the future. But everybody hated the futures. That, like, it's like, you're going to get fat. And then he did. And he was mad about it. He told us, someone, your fish is going to die. And then died, and she was mad about it. Told a priest that his hair was going to fall out. And then his hair fell out, and he was mad about it. That's super deep. Like, there's some things you can't, like, obviously, going bald, there's not really a whole lot you can do about it as far as if it's a genetics issue. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, goldfish is going to die. If you tell somebody that you're going to get fat, there's steps you can take, things you can do to not get fat. Yeah. But you're going to be so focused on that, you're not going to do anything, and guess what? You're going to get fat. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can treat it like a gift or a curse. You know, it's like, you're going to get fat. It's like, no, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to exercise. But see, that's that no fate thing. Yeah. Like, I think the average human has a fate. Like, you were born to do something. 
which is generally just die. Yeah. But, you know, there are some special cases in there. But generally, the no fate is for the players versus the non-players. Did we already do that one? That one's kind of fun. I don't think we did. So, imagine your life is a video game. Mm-hmm. Or any game. Like, video games are easier right, right now to explain because everybody's played one or watched somebody play one at this point, I think. I would hope so. Anyway, so yeah, imagine you've got all these main quests, side quests, um, distractions. So, like, generally, if you were to pick up a video game and just play it, just story mode straight through as fast as possible, you could get it done in a few hours, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to do it all, it takes days, years, decades, depending on the game. That's life, I think. Yeah. So, like, imagine you're in the, the biggest MMO known to man, funny enough, is all of mankind. And you were sent here with a team, maybe? But, like, you had to find each other? And say half of your team got tired of waiting or died or something. So now you're just running around with a bunch of, like, non-player character replacements. The artificial intelligence is running them. And that's why everybody seems so much the same. It's just the AI. Like, And we all know AI suck. Well, does anybody still play The Sims? Yeah. And I don't mean, like, the new ones. I mean, like, the oh. ones from 1995 or whatever no. that came out. I doubt it. So do you think The Sims are there waiting on God to come back? No. I mean... I mean, it's... Just <laughs> shut down. It's not running. It's are you certain? Unaware. Probably. Are, if someone oh, were but, to go back and open it up, but we're if talking, it even exists anymore, they'd probably shut down the servers. But we're talking sentience at this point. Like, what makes them sentient? Being able to self-govern? Like, running themselves? To not be able to be unplugged? Everybody's always asking, why doesn't God come back and fix it? Maybe he can't. Or maybe he doesn't even know we're still turned on. Maybe he's disgusted, or she, maybe it's disgusted with its experiment and doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. I think this experiment is God. The name for all of it. The literal. All of it. Everything. Sensory deprivation. What do you know about this, Matt? Uh, it scares me. I know. Um, so most people are terrified to be alone with themselves. Which is why we find all these impulsive, um, lust-based trauma bonds the world over. Hmm. Like, if you can give somebody five seconds of safety, they crave that for the rest of their life. Like, because safety is so rare now. So, like, when somebody can fall asleep next to you and, and sleep soundly for eight to ten hours, even if they just do it once a week, it becomes an addiction. Hmm. Like, you create dopamine and healthy feelings. Like... A good relationship feels kind of like the opposite of cigarettes. Like, you crave it for all the right reasons instead of, you know, like, I'm stressed out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah. But that's, I think, because, like, everybody has all these dark thoughts that have been engineered. And I'm not trying to be that person that's like, we should ban video games and rap music. But, Mm-mm. like, pop culture has definitely taken a turn for both the, of those things. Pop culture is macabre at best. This mm, stuff sure. is like downright morbid in most cases. Like the most popular stuff on the planet is things like Squid Game and American Horror Story, and I get it because I enjoy those too. But like you're I putting seen either of those. You're putting some dark shit in your brain there. Yeah, I mean I know of them because they are so referenced in everything. Every, yeah, especially Squid Games. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, it was. So I it know was the a, references. I just don't know the show. It was a hell of a ride. Like I was writing my murder novel as I was watching that. The Gilded Harvest. Yeah, I don't know if that'll ever make it to print or not. One of these days. Anyway, sensory deprivation. We we so, yeah, fear. You're in basically this little capsule in salt water. The pod. Yeah. Pod. Yeah. But not not like normal ocean salt water. We're no. talking like Dead Sea. Yeah. Like perfectly saturated with salt. As much so, salt as they can possibly get to dissolve in there, that's how much they use. If you can't float in a swimming pool, you will float in this. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's possible to not float. And basically no sound, no light, no nothing. So I'm told the taste is the one that gets you. Like like you can smell and taste all the salt. Mm. So it's not true sensory deprivation. Get you a nose plug. Taste you can't really do a whole lot about because exactly. you still need to breathe. But yeah, it's, it's done at body temperature. Yeah. So, like, I, I want to say they even active in the pods do an active one. Like, if you're doing it in like a spa in a big pool, mm-hmm. they just keep it around body temperature. Yeah. I'm sure you would acclimate so fast. Have you ever been in body temperature water? I don't think so. It's a strange feeling. It feels because like it's heavy the same air. Temperature as you, yeah. So yeah. It feels like just standing in a comfortable room. It's like when you live in Indiana, southern Indiana, where it's like 100% humidity and 90 degrees outside. If you go from inside, where it's nice and air-conditioned, 70 degrees, and then you go walk outside, where it is not, yeah, the air feels thick. You can't breathe. It's very uncomfortable. But, yeah. Yeah, you pretty I think much it'd be got something like that, but not as uncomfortable. And obviously, you'd still be able to breathe. You just feel the the weight, like from all the humidity. Yeah, but times ten. Yeah, because like it's actual liquid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, condensed water. Yeah, yeah. So cave, you can do sensory deprivation. You still yeah. feel the cold, but like, especially the more time you spend in one, you get acclimated to that fifty-two to fifty-three degrees. Mm-hmm. You wear your hoodie, like your ears get used to being cold. And then you just sit there in perfect darkness. Yeah. You might hear a drop of water every once in a while, depending on the season. Mm-hmm. But Man, that'd be so trippy. Absolute darkness, man. I, I mean, wanna... being in a pod is one thing, but if you're in a cave, mm-hmm. like, you don't know what's in there. Because mm-hmm. you got bats. And it's like, and it's like negative. There's stuff in there. I want to say it registers in the negatives on lumen value. Oh, yeah. Like, it's absolute dark. Yeah. The cool part about sensory deprivation is that you, every sense you deprive your brain of, it's less outside stimuli. Stimuli. So basically, the less outside, the more you can pay attention to inside. And that's where you get those like, like sober trip states where you'll start to experience vertigo and tinnitus. I hate vertigo. It breaks your brain. I have a fear of heights. I get vertigo pretty bad. Hmm. Yeah, that's a panic thing. So, the vector. I don't think I ever put that on the whiteboard list. Um, so, patience, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the name of the game of 2022. Everybody's trying to learn patience at the same time. So, have we had the, the vector conversation? I think of think I've at least touched on this one we're like straight lines right yeah um, a vector is a straight line that runs from a single point outward in either direction 
Okay, so an infinite line has to eventually circle back on itself in the robber's nature. So basically, if you can't find this way into something, if you want to find the back door, find the exact opposite and go from there. Am I making sense? Yeah. Alright, so patience is the opposite of panic. Like, both are forms of waiting, at least, mostly. One of them is doing it in the super calm and collected way, and the other is, well, the exact opposite of that, panic. Like, you're still waiting, even though it doesn't feel like it. You're running around in circles trying to do every single thing you can, but you're still just waiting to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's anxiety and depression on, on opposite ends of the vector. Depression is the person that just sits down on the couch and says, well, they're probably not going to show up anyway, so I'll just take a nap. That's patience, at least in my opinion. And you've got anxiety. The person who panics, oh my fuck. They're going to be here in three hours. I haven't even shaved the ceiling yet. Like, how, how am I going to get everything done in three hours? And they panic for three hours. Both people have just killed three hours of time. One did it in a panic state, one did it in a patient state, but I don't know that either one is really the correct answer. But what if you have both? <laughs> okay, so this is called bipolar disorder, and you jump from one to the other. Mm. And then you get lucky like me, which is, I think, bipolar to the verging on schizophrenia mixed with ADHD. So I forget which one I am regularly, and I'll go from depressed to anxious at an alarming rate. I really hate being depressed because I am such a manic person. So generally, as soon as I feel it start to slip there, I just, nope, <laughs> we're going to stay crazy happy instead of sad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I get the, well, I have depression and I get anxiety a lot, but uh, I also have a disconnect from my emotions. Mm. The mental tap. Yeah. That's I called the, apathy, by the way. Had the therapist say that I had a disconnect from my emotions to the extent that they've never seen. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm still waiting for my trophy. The ogre is patient. Mr. Wizard panics. Duality, man. Yeah. Complimentary. I would say yin-yang, but that would be implying that one of us is the divine feminine. Dude, I don't know what the hell I am. I'm, I'm I mean, fucked up five ways from Sunday, so... Anxiety, man. Anxiety is paranoia. It's just what what it's about. If you're talking like paranoid, you're gonna get fired because you're doing a shit job. They don't call that paranoia. That's that's anxiety. But yeah, paranoia because you think the government's out to get you. But who's saying they're not? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not. Not on an individual basis. But no. They really are looking for terrorist cells and stuff. Which is why so they many of them just. Looking out for bad guys, trying to find them, bef find them before they're a problem. I thought they were. Which means you know facial recognition and tracking. Well, the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act is not. It's not a good thing. Seasonal depression. Speak of the devil. Man, I don't get it. You what? It's cloudy, so you're sad. No. Um. It's the, I'm going to have my kids this weekend and I can't even take them to the park because it's 24 degrees and snowing outside. 
due to snowing outside. That's when you want to go outside. I mean, it's so much fun to play in the snow. Some people think that way. Some people have to walk everywhere, everywhere they go with four small children. That's true. And they live in a project. Yeah. And it's not a safe not walk. Safe. Yeah, no. And they don't know anybody they can drive in the snow because they just got to, I mean, you get where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like, just because you don't experience it doesn't mean it's not a real thing. And most people love to do that, that simplifying thing because it, it is, like, mental illness is so basic on a basic level, but it's yeah. so much more advanced. Like, it's easy to say you have abandonment issues. Slow down. Like, it doesn't matter if everybody loves you because a couple of people do and that's good enough. But, you know, mental illness, it's not its not as easy as it sounds. No. It is. Like, every, every reason we say it's not easy yeah. doesn't... I mean... They're excuses. Yeah. The, the weird thing about mental illness is it's not your fault but it's your responsibility yeah it sucks yeah and everybody wants to say well they did this to me yeah maybe yeah but here you are like it'd be awesome if the people that did all the damage would come back in and fix it but that's not how it works especially not in your inner inner monologue like i i can't climb inside maybe Maybe I can climb inside your head. Well, that noggin's big enough. There's there's probably room. I don't know. One of these days I'll start. No, I I don't know. I don't really want to mess You know when you pick much. up a shell on the beach and you put it to your ear and you hear the ocean? Yeah. There you go. You're there. Seasonal depression. Does that make any more sense now? I think Yeah, I mean. I think there's seasonal anxiety too. I don't know. Maybe I get seasonal depression in the summertime. Because I'm stuck in the house with air conditioning. Well, there's there's also seasonal anxiety where like where you're always worried about you're gonna have to do so much more because of the season. Yeah. Indiana experiences heavy seasonal mental illness. I don't want to call it either one because the weather changes so rapidly. Okay, the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't looked into it in a couple of days. Last I saw, it looks like they're drawing the battle lines for World War Three, smack dab through the middle of Kiev. That's where Russia is gathering troops at the moment. Well, it almost is it Belarus that's right there. I have no idea. It one of those tiny little Eastern European countries. It looked like they were getting ready, like they were staging on the Ukrainian border with this other country, getting ready to make another push. Hmm. So, if they push into a second country, I think at that point, NATO has to, like, they're sending boots on ground. I mean, they're already getting boots on ground. Yeah, but I'm talking, like, actual... in number... The re-flaring of the Cold War. We're not talking CIA versus KGB anymore. We're talking 82nd Airborne versus, um, I don't know, 4th Stalingrad United or some shit. Yeah, eighty seconds already supposed to be like headed toward the Ukraine. It's, I don't know if it was five hundred soldiers or something. Might have been one hundred and one. I mean, the worst yeah. part about it is the Russia's already getting like loss, large numbers of losses as far as troops go, comparatively. Yeah. Reported. Yeah, but <clears throat> what is it called? Their army is a uh, is it conscripted? Conscripted. Yeah. So like this basically, you're walking down the street, and they can walk up and be like, 
you're in the army now. Okay, you so... You sign a paper and they send you off to training, but it's actually Ukraine to go kill civilians? Yeah. Is that what it is? So let's say you're trying to take over the world. Right. And you've got to send an opening volley. Who are you going to send? Do you send a pawn or do you send your queen? Yeah. These are the pawn. He has much, much more in reserve. Oh, yeah. If, if his pawn, if he loses one in the opening salvo, he does not care. Man, I don't know what he's trying to do. Take over the world, man. And they're close. They really are. If they get the U.S. to fall, the rest will fall with us. Probably. Why do you think we sent two out of that $2.7 trillion COVID relief outside of the United States to keep those countries from falling into communism, socialism? I'm not saying it's a good strategy, but that's why we keep doing it. Yeah. The moment they can't pay their bills, the government falls. And guess who comes in? Your Mussolini's and your Hitler's. So I saw where the U.S. purchased 20 Polish MiG-29s. Yeah, dude, Poland is on uh, Russia's shit list now. I'm sure. They've been doing a lot to help the Ukraine. Do you know why Poland helped? Because fuck Russia. Because World War II Poland was the Ukraine mm. of World War Three. They know what it's like to get steamrolled. Yeah. Like, so I want to say it was Poland, the first country Hitler took. Mm-hmm. And he, he rolled his tanks in. I don't know if they ever even fired a bullet. Because, like, he personally walked into the Polish prime minister's castle, house, whatever, and told him, like, hey, you're going to sign this, and I'm in charge now. The guy fainted right there. Which, I don't this might be pseudoscience. I want to say it's history or discovery channel, but... Anyway, apparently Hitler took an amphetamine shot multiple times daily. They called it his vitamins. Mm. But it was basically heavy-dose Adderall or low-dose meth. So that's why he was jittery. It was probably meth. I don't think they had methamphetamine. They had had amphetamine. Yeah, but... Which is the same thing. It's like heroin versus opium. Like, meth is a stronger version of the same drug. But he would would have had no tolerance to. Which they would give to their officers. Yeah, and shots of it. Like, we're not talking one one half a little however many milligram pill. We're talking, like, this dude was was shooting up. would use it to send home and give to their wives. So anyway, they shoot the Polish prime minister with one of Hitler's personal shots. And apparently he didn't sleep for, like, three days. But yeah, he fainted. That's yeah. Hitler just so now Poland is trying the how so they've been shamed since World War Two. Like the French mm-hmm. have been shamed since mm-hmm. World War Two, all of them. Yeah. And now they've got a chance. Like, oh World War Three, we can we won't be the laughing stock anymore. And dude, the French, like, I know we give them a lot of shit because you know they only drop their rifles once. But they've got a hell of a military now. They do. The, um, they've got really well-trained soldiers. The, oh, they've got a battle tank. It's like possibly the most effective offensive combat tank on the planet. Mm-hmm. The Israelis have this thing called the Merkava, which is amazing. But it's I'm, I'm not saying it couldn't run and gun, but they're designed mm-hmm. for pulling up on the back of a dirt embankment, mm-hmm. and then the gun will point down it so they can actually kill shit on the opposite side of a hill doesn't matter how good their armor is because they have 20 feet of dirt between you and them yeah who gives a shit about dirt is an amazing bullet catcher yeah like one of the best on the planet and it's just natural you just drive up on a berm and shoot down it those things can take like 120 millimeter anti-armor mortars square 
like something that would kill any other tank on the planet mm-hmm. and they just bounce off no shit so anti-tank like rifles or anything like that oh, probably yeah, wouldn't no. be any good against uh-huh. that obviously like they've got depending on where they're going they've got anti like they've got reactive armor on them and stuff so like even an RPG won't yeah their reactive armor is only good once though hmm. but generally I mean those things have an effective kill radius of like 3 miles you're, you're gonna have to have a pretty big mortar to hit them before they yep. blow you up. Oh, so they're getting all these MIGs, right? Yep. Who's going to fly them? Pilots. Who's pilots? Volunteers. Are you familiar with the MIG-29? It's a jet. Imagine, like, it goes driving a NASCAR yeah. at the same time as playing a computer game. What you got two hands for? Not that many people can do this. You're just driving in a circle, right? And even the ones that can still need lots of training yeah. on specific jet before just, they uh, can go dogfight. Put an AI in it and just fly it like a drone. Okay, now we're talking about the book Armada. Yep. That way you are just playing a video game from somewhere else. Yeah. Don't have to worry so about human loss. That's the theory in Armada that basically the government started developing computer games after first contact in like 1975 yeah and they've been training us how to fight yeah but with a drone army so like literally training us it's not like you're gonna have to take your you can still drive the drone with your keyboard or your your xbox controller or whatever you want Mm -hmm. but yeah so should i spoil the whole book pause here spoiler alert yeah, pause here if you don't want to hear the spoiler. Yeah, if you don't, if you plan on reading Armada by Ernest Klein, then probably switch off. It's the guy that wrote Ready Player One. All right, spoil away. Um, the AI man. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we were at war with—a deep space AI that comes from like the Galactic Federation. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember all the exact names. Oh well, then we're not spoiling anything. Yeah, this thing was supposed to be running a test, though. So, like, mm. it was giving us every opportunity to stop trying to kill it. And then, at the end of it, dude finally figured it out. Hey, this is the test. We're not supposed to try to kill it. So, when we see aggressions, it ceases aggressions and says, Congratulations, you won. Mm. You can join the, the Galactic Federation now. Wouldn't it be funny if it was just waiting for humans to finally be like, All right, enough. We're done. Wasn't we don't this, want to be shitty anymore. Wasn't this a Matthew Broderick movie? I don't know. Was it Ready Player One? No. Because I haven't read or watched that one. Or what? It just happened to be in my limited library. Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Ba 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 ba. War Games. Good movie. Hmm. Don't remember it. Well, that's because it's from 1983. It was a little before your time. I've seen a lot of the old ones. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, of course, I'm sure. Oh, glory. What a good movie. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. You're good. Segway. What were we even supposed to be talking about at this point? The Ukraine. The Ukraine? What else is there to say about the Ukraine? Russia has a lot of big, scary missiles. I don't like it. Oh... The thermonuclear, not thermonuclear, what are they called? Um, the oxygen bombs. Uh, the H-bomb? 
No, the oxygen bombs. The ones they're already dropping, supposedly, mm-hmm. in the Ukraine. So supposedly they're well, dropping clusters. The, well, the H-bombs, those are ones that are bigger than a nuke. Uh, so they're all nuclear. They're all thermal. They're all in the fusion range yeah. of... Isn't that an issue if they're already dropping those? Yes. Huge. That's what yeah. I'm saying. We're already on the nuclear scale. They've yeah. already been dropped. So cluster bombs are one thing. Those are illegal right. by Geneva Conventions because they make minefields. Yeah. Like, they don't all always explode. So... Those are, like, conventionally bad, and I get why they don't like them. Look at Cambodia still to this day. Yeah. Um, but, no, so these, these thermal things, they wipe out city blocks, but they can be shoulder-fired and stuff, if I remember correctly. I want to say these work on oxygen instead of hydrogen. Like, the, the lighter the element that you're, you're fusing, or, yeah, I guess it would have to be fusion with that small of an element. Yeah. But... Yeah, the lighter the element, the more readily abundant. Hydrogen is like 60% of our atmosphere. If you get it to start self-feeding, it might take out the entire planet. Right. And they, some of those big ones, they really have no idea how big of a blast radius they have. They estimate them around Texas or yeah. larger. Like we're talking four or five European countries per bomb. And that's estimated because they can't set them off. That's nuts. Yeah. What are those things called? Let's see. Maybe Google can help. You're saying oxygen? Yeah. Oxycodone? No. No. Do you hear that company's getting sued? Is it Pfizer, Purdue? One of them. One of those multi-trillion dollar drug companies that produced oxycodone. Oxycodone. Was it it Lily? Might have been. I was thinking it was one of them that's in Indy. Wonder if I'm getting in trouble for uh, Googling something like oxygen bomb. Probably not. Just type Ukraine in. Alright. What is an oxygen bomb? Let's see. I mean, Thermobaric bombs. Thermobaric. There you go. Also known as aerosol or fuel air bombs. So it's using the oxygen in the surrounding... Eventually they create a large enough oh vacuum that God. they kill themselves, but... Yeah, they're nasty. So it, it just sucks the air right out of your lungs? Yeah. I mean, they do quite a bit of structural damage too, but it's more like a concussion thing than a than an explosion. Vacuum bomb. Yeah. Almost implosion more than. Holy fuck nuts! So if an H bomb is a one on the nuclear scale, these things are a twelve. But they're on the nuclear scale. I don't want to go to there. Yeah. Nasty. Blast waves typically last longer than a conventional explosive. Nasty. Mm-hmm. Breaking the universe, man, in ways we don't understand. What do you know about the astral plane? Nothing. Okay, I don't know how much of this I've discussed, so I'll give a quick two-minute. So, most people I know believe that dreaming exists entirely inside their own head. Like... Like, that we all go to a private place inside our minds to dream. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think that's true. I think we all go to some place similar. And I'm not saying we all go to the same part of the same place every time. Like, you can definitely have your own little corner of the astral realm. But I don't think you have your own astral realm. Like, yours is connected. Are you, are you familiar with the flower of life? The interconnected, interlocking circles? Not really. Okay, so... Is that like the lotus or something like that? No. That they used to uh, 
visit the tree of life, the flower of life. Um, so it's almost like the self-replicating cells. Like, you know, how a baby is born from one fertilized egg, and then the egg divides and becomes two, and then four, and then eight, and 16, and you're talking exponential growth. So imagine each human being is one cell in the, the amoeba of Earth. I guess it wouldn't be an amoeba. Of the early, early life form that is Earth. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, so the tree of life, each one of those circles is a person. Hmm. And they're all interconnected. And once you look at it in the fifth dimension, they're all interconnected to each other. Like, each is just a different mutation of the same cell. Alright, so... The Facebook page is called... Ghost Town Living. It's about this dude who... Him and another investor bought this town... Not too far from the... What's the desert called out there? Which one? The dead one. Death Valley? Yeah, that one. Mm. Yeah. About an old abandoned silver mine town. In Death Valley? Near it. Cerro Gordo. I don't know. In the mountains. One. Obviously, um, it's a mine. Yeah. Death but Valley, I mean, that, that place earned its name. You can see it from there, so it's not far. Yeah, Death Valley earned its name, man. It's the hottest place. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say it records the hottest temperatures every day. Like, on Earth. Yeah. Nothing lives there. They don't really cover that very much. Just that you can see it from there. Yeah. So. But basically, they're going to... Well, what they're working on doing is restoring the town. Mm-hmm. It's just a place to vacation and experience that kind of date and time a life experience from the past kind of a thing I hope they don't play in the mine because those old desert mines are death traps he goes down in there all the time sketchy man like he got to the point where he got I want to say it was the gold play button one of those play buttons and uh he put it he hit it down in one of the mines somewhere. Hmm. But yeah, they go down there. There's like old dynamite down there and stuff still. And yeah, that's not so a fun thing to mess with. Caves are sketchy enough, and they're formed mm. by nature in almost perfect way. Like water does it slowly over possibly millions of years. Mm-hmm. Man does it in a decade, mm-hmm. and they don't do it smart ever. Like those things collapse. And it's mm-hmm. something just like if your voice hits the wrong note, you'll vibrate something loose. Yeah. And then three miles of old mine is gone. Maybe you don't get it's crushed by still it. still in it. Yeah. But yeah, then which you're, happened? Then you're yeah, you're down there. At one level in the mine, there was a fire in a cave in. Not everybody made it out, and the people that were stuck down there are still down there. Yeah. Well, at least what's left of them. A lot of times you get into stale air, man. Like, yeah. those natural... They have to um, take those oxygen well, detectors with them. And they'll start you, beeping. And they're like, all right, we should go now. Are you familiar with the canary? Yeah. The coal miner's canary? Mm-hmm. But uh, talking about the sensory deprivation reminded me of that. Because he did one thing where he went down there for like a weekend or something like that. And lived in the cave. And did not come out. Like, this is... Like, I think that thing is hundreds of feet deep. Probably. And he was down at like the 
I don't know, let's say like the 700 level or something like that. So, yeah, he was very far away from the surface. And it was like he put a cot up down there. Well, he actually went, he went fancy and had like a whole bed and everything. He took a bunch of stuff down there. It was ridiculous. But he did everything down there in the cave. Slept, ate. Yeah. Everything. That's a mine, though, not a cave. True. Big difference. Mines are so much sketchier. Hmm. Yeah, he was but sketched out quite a bit. Those silver mines in that area, though, they're they're famous. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of silver in that, all the way up, like San Bernardino's. There's silver mines all over Southern California, hmm. Western I think Nevada. Like some of his videos. That town is pretty fascinating. Have you ever heard of California City? I don't know, probably. Um, so it's considered the biggest like financial blunder in American history. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever heard of it. I want to say late 40s, early 50s, this team of investors got together and they decided they wanted to move the capital of California inland. And then they actually build it and then they just never... Sort of. Went there? They built all of the infrastructure, right? Uh-huh. So like the roads are there... The, There's houses the, and shit? No. No? Okay. Not not most of it. You can go, like, entire blocks. It looks like somebody started to build one of the biggest cities on the planet and then just stopped. Just left, like, a quarter of the way in. Yeah. But they'd already built all the roads and infrastructure. Like, they just... Where and they did build... There? They did build some houses. Like, mm-hmm. so the way it worked was you, you spent 50 grand and you got to be one of the flagship members, which, mm-hmm. you know, at the time it was a bunch of money. But then you got to design your house and all this... But then it never, they got a bunch of investors of like normal people made investments and they wanted to go live in California City. Hmm. And then they just never followed through. So the people still own the plots of land or they've been taken back or whatever. Yeah. Might be a hell of, an, familiar. hell of an investment opportunity. Right now it's super terrible neighborhood. Like top 10. Oh, I'm sure. Top 10 shooting rates in California, which when you're talking LA. Yeah. So what you're saying is it'd be fun to go check it out sometime. Yeah. I was supposed to check it out last time I was in Cali. Just never got around to it. There's so much cool stuff there. Yeah. I don't know that I would like it. It sounds like there's a lot of people there. So it's a completely different kind of, like, here, a large crowd is oppressing. Over there, a large crowd is almost inspiring. You're going to see cool people doing cool things. Like, people over there still have a little bit of a soul a spark like there is still a joy to be alive rather than just this muddling through that we do around here yeah I'm not saying everywhere over there is nice like there's skid road just like there's anywhere else but it's hard to be pissed off on a beautiful beach I've seen people do it I just don't like being around groups of people so that's the cool part though like they're the groups of people are doing their own thing like you can sit there and eat a sandwich with a four foot tall Liberty Spike and two foot tall platform shoes and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're not the weird thing over there. Everything's weird. You're just another weird thing in a weird place, which is super soothing for my soul. Yeah. I hate being stared at. Around here I'm always stared at for good reasons and bad. Dude, I don't even mind. Like they say it's um, like having babies stare at you. They think you're pretty. Like, 
you know, there's nothing malicious about it. They just stare. Yeah. Now, when it's a 35-year-old dude, it does get a little creepier, creepy. but yeah. I think most of the time, like, it's still eye-catching. I'm just eye-catching. They stare at me a lot. That doesn't really bother me. I mean, they're just babies. I don't know. Babies are the creepy ones because you never know what they're thinking. And I'm talking like, you know, year and younger, true yeah. babies. Yeah. They just sit and stare at you. What is going on in your little baby brain? Boo, bitch. No, I don't say that to babies. <laughs> Depends on who's baby. Fair enough. But then I'm saying that to their parents, not the baby. Yeah. Okay, so I read a book series called Through the Looking Glass. I don't know if you've heard of it. Made somewhat news, I think. Like, bestseller list, at least. What is it? Um, through the looking through glass? the looking glass. It's a Alice in Wonderland. I don't want to call it a knockoff. Reimagining, reinterpretation. It sounds familiar. Okay, so in the classic, yeah, little girl born on Earth, right? Uh-huh. And went. She followed the white rabbit through the rabbit hole into Wonderland, right? Right. Which is, she dropped acid and was hallucinating. That's, yeah, but anyway, so she comes from Earth and went to Wonderland. All right, now imagine that's reversed. She was born a princess in Wonderland, like the Red Queen would be her aunt, the White Queen would be her mother. Um, yeah, so she was born Wonderland and then got transported to Earth to save her from the Red Imaginings. Okay, so this makes Wonderland... Um, where God comes from, I guess. Like, hmm. this would be a level above Maybe Earth. the wizard? Sort of. So, yeah, anyway, in Wonderland, they have this, the heart crystal. Mm-hmm. And once a year, all the best inventors of Wonderland get together. These are the people with the strongest imaginations in the universe. And they come up with their inventions, and anything the White Queen likes, she sends through the heart crystal, and it'll pop up in dreams and things for the lower... What's designed in Wonderland will eventually be used throughout the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, cell phones. Somebody had a good idea for one, and they they put it into the heart crystal, and eventually it, it became a part of the consciousness of all the rest of the universes. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So, like, where did somebody get the, the idea for a cell phone? As far as this book explains, it comes from that Wonderland idea. And somebody from Earth dreamed it or was sitting and Star staring Trek. at a wall. Yeah, something something to that effect. Got the little flip communicators. But basically, um, Wonderland, the strength of a person is decided by how strong your imagination is. Mm. And in that world, if your imagination's strong enough, you can just create things like from from the air. You can imagine them into existence. That'd be cool. It was pretty neat. I like the other part of it more, though. That shared knowledge. Something in a different part of the multiverse comes up with something and then would share it with either us, higher or lower, or whatever you want to consider it beings. That would be cool. It's all relative, I think. Compared to worms, we're super advanced. Yeah. But we also kill each other for fun. Whereas worms generally just coexist and try not to get eaten by birds. So, really, which one of us is the the greater species? 
Did you hear the Japanese demon rock broke? Yeah. Multi-thousand-year-old demon is now released back on the planet. Yeah, sounds like fun. I mean, I'm cool with it. I think I understand demons better than just about anybody on the planet, so I'm hoping he comes to visit me. She. She. Dude, I, I hate giving everything. Like, I think Satan is probably a she. Well, I mean, I think that was the original story, was that it took the form of a woman. Well, and, like, seduced a, somebody. You know modern science's idea of what the difference in a man and a woman is, right? The X and the Y chromosome. So, are you familiar with the Y chromosome versus the X? You know the double helix DNA thing? Two of those together makes an X chromosome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so X was the original. When one of the one of the corners, one of those four legs breaks off, it becomes a Y. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Y chromosome is a mutation of the X chromosome. So, the mutation would have had to come after the original, which means double X is female, XY is male. The Y comes after the female. Mm-hmm. Men were born from women, rather than the Christian conception of Adam's heart or rib or... Rib. Yeah, that thing. No. Ow, my elbow. <laughs> That's why they call it the funny bone. I don't have a funny bone. I have a fuck funny bone. Enough. It hurts. Like, every time I hit mine, I say fuck. Yours is really funny, though. Only to you. No, I'd say 99.9% repeating of the world. As long as it's not their funny bone, it's it's a funny bone. Yeah. Perception creating reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what if we start to see the similarities between The Simpsons and our real life and thus create the reality of The Simpsons always being right? Like, you think that guy from QAnon that had the, the beaver skin cap and the tattoos and shit, do you think he subconsciously watched that episode as a kid, thought it was cool as fuck, and then manifested it on accident or on purpose? I don't know. Who knows? Would it be the craziest thing ever? To see that a guy got an idea from The Simpsons and then did it. Supposedly, those guys were trying to get the truth about, like, the the Epstein case. Like, their whole goal was to get the, the Epstein truth out. Obviously, that thing's been covered up pretty hard at this point. Oh, yeah. I don't even really want to talk about it. Somebody's going to off me. Probably. I hope not. I think our moon seriously is... The spaceship Death Star style. I don't know if it's got that that cool planet killer weapon on it or not. I'm I'm thinking it was just designed for deep space flight, not as a deep space weapon. I think it's just a big cool rock in the sky. I don't think so, man. It's too perfect. It's the perfect cool. Tell me one thing that's not perfect about the moon. It's in perfect geosynchronous orbit. It's imperfect surface. The oh, but it. Think about it. Why are all of the craters the same depth? The ones that are 500 feet across and the same, and the ones that are like 120 miles across. They're all within so many feet of being the same depth. I'm going to go make my own moon, but better. With hookers and blackjack. Moon and nights. The moon's perfect, man. Full solar eclipse. Why do you think you well, can see the corona? Are the moons around Saturn fake as well? No. Not all of them. Maybe one or two. Hmm. 
So I'm not saying a moon can't occur naturally. I'm just right. saying that ours didn't. It's too perfect. If it were a hundred miles closer or farther away, we wouldn't get a perfect solar eclipse. Or lunar eclipse, for that matter. If it... It rang like a bell. Did I already do this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fucking rang like a bell, man. How many... Have you ever tried to ring a rock? Mm-hmm. Try it. Let me know how far it goes. I don't have the equipment to measure such things. Um... Nor do I have the knowledge or inclination. The rocks on the moon are the perfect insulator. Like, if we were going to design a deep space ship, it would be the moon. Well, then why don't we just strap some rocket, rockets to that son of a bitch? I don't think you need rockets, man. I well, think if inside the moon it left our oceans would, would be fucked. Be fuckered. Yes, yeah. which is why the moon has to have been there for a very long time, because tidal effects are too, too pronounced. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that ebb and flow. I'm just saying, what if the moon is like... Maybe that's where the ancient ancestors came from. Maybe that's where they went. From another planet, using the moon. And now they're just in orbit. Sort of. A dead spaceship. Or sleeping spaceship. Could be. I mean, what if they're what if they're doing whatever they do and they just don't want us to know? Could be. What if it's just some small token force? What if it's an artificial intelligence left here to monitor us? What if it's just a big fucking rock in the sky? Then that's boring. I don't like that. Fair enough. Just saying, man. You're wearing the shirt. It's got the it's got the Death Star right there, looking like the moon. Yeah, but Star Wars is a fictional story. Is it? Yes. Or is it just yet to come true? In yes. a distant galaxy. Long ago. Maybe. Maybe long, long ahead. Who knows? We're operators time and shit. It is both our future and our past. Time travel, you think it's real? Yeah. Depends. So have you ever heard of non-paradoxical time travel? Where there would be no risk of, of creating a paradox? I want to say yes, and it's almost... I might be thinking of something else, but would it be like... You remember that show Sliders? Yeah. Where basically they're traveling to different alternate worlds, I guess? Okay, so you're talking dimensional slides through yeah. time. I'm talking... Like, time travel, but... Let's say you stay in one Ouroboros loop. There's a, a version of you, an iteration of you, repeated. So let's say you can slide back to the Matthew who was a, a hatter in 1340 Brussels. But I you see. can only live the life that he lived. Like, if, if he didn't kill... So we're talking quantum leap, but only... Into, like, your previous self. Yes. Okay. I don't think you could slide your, your physical body back, at least not in this conception of time. Time's a river. It only moves one, one way. Yeah. Was there anything else? What were we even supposed to be talking about on that last one? Whatever we wanted to. Hmm. This is fucking Tuesdays. There is no plan. There is no set procedure. It is... Well, I wouldn't say flying by the seat of your pants, but... I mean, I would. I like flying. Fair enough. It's your show. You do you. It's our show. So, the astral plane. I think I started with that. Um, so, everybody goes to the same place when they dream, right? Or thereabouts. The same world. 
and the cool part about it is it's always in flux like it's a world of pure chaos mm -hmm. so you literally your perception creates it as you go so imagine there's something going on over there that's this imagination the the vector of the imagination thing all right so i had the same dream location two separate nights like i want to say i dreamed of it the first time had a night off and then dreamed of it a second time if that makes any sense but it wasn't the same dream the first one i remember it was like a like a simon mall does that make sense like yeah. a, a midwest mall not a california outdoor mall kind of thing and i was working on like a cinnabon or a taco bell or some shit just wiping down tables and everything felt weird like i was waiting on the world to explode but i didn't know why and then two days two nights later whatever um yeah i remember being chased through it like in a zombie apocalypse kind of scenario so all right so i started with that imagination thing from through the looking glass mm -hmm. um imagine the astral plane is having problems and i don't know if we're causing them by putting so much negativity into our minds that we're carrying it over there into dream world with us and we're like yeah. infecting others over there and they're bringing it back over here and it's just it self perpetuates sounds like something we would do polluting or is there something through the looking glass style like the red queen over there intentionally polluting it manipulating she's just a manipulative bitch what a bitch off with her head yeah oh so that's once again back to star wars man can we really say the dark side is the bad side no Honestly, they have a better chance of bringing peace to the universe through the dark side, I do believe. Because, like, showing people... Yeah, their peace would be brought by control. Mm -hmm. Lawful evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, those are societal standards. Good versus evil. Like, peace is peace, right? Peace is good. Can you say no. that... Can you say that completely lawful, orderful uh, peace... Peace through control isn't peace, though. Is it or is it not? The people being controlled aren't at peace. Is a black car a black? Is a black car a car? Yeah. What's the color of a car peace. to do with anything? Exactly. It's still a car, right? Okay. Peace at the at the end of a gun is still peace. It's black peace, but it's peace. Nope. Those those are not comparable. If everyone agreed and nobody brought violence into this, even if there was the threat of a gun over it, if there were no. But that's not living in peace. That's living in fear. See, now we're getting into semantics. If no one is hurting anyone, this is the technical definition of peace. Now, if you have to, if you have to exercise those threats rather than just holding them, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe the problem isn't the person with the gun; it's the person fighting the person with the gun. Hmm. No, that's not peace. You sound very shogun style live free or die mm. and I don't know I'm not I'm not saying which way is right I'm just making an argument that neither one is exactly right just because you don't like the form of peace you're the one breaking up the peace by not like you, you know what I'm saying yeah once society saying. agrees on something society gets to make up its own rules and that's why we're so fucked currently because the rules we've we've decided on are well, boys can be girls. Well, does that mean that peace isn't obtainable? Because everybody has their own different idea of what peace sort is. Sort of. Yeah. Variety 
It's the spice of life. It is the spice of life. But see, that's where that's the cool part. That rule one and two thing. Like everybody knows those. But I think most people that violate rule one were violated as children. If mm. that makes sense. Like it's a self perpetuating product of their own environment. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not making any excuses. I'm not for saying anybody. that's entirely true, but I'm not saying it's false at all either. I mean, in the environment you grow up in definitely has an effect on the person you become. Nature versus nurture. Yeah. It's by no means an excuse. Good excuses are still excuses. Is there a good excuse, though? Sometimes. I mean, it's like saying there's no such thing as a free lunch. Is there... There's an exception to every rule, man. Like, and if we if we only look for exceptions to rules, we ignore the rules. So, I'm sure there is a free lunch, but it's not common. Well, recently, I got lunch for free, but that's because I had to wait so long for it that they just said... Just go ahead. It's on us. You didn't get that lunch for free. You got because that lunch for not screaming at people. They yes. were just very happy. Which is something you. that I wouldn't do anyway. I'd be, I told them, I was like, I'd be happy to still pay for it. I don't You're mind. You're the wait. anomaly, though. Fair enough. most Karens, 30 seconds in. My food was, it was up there 14 seconds ago. I'm calling the health board if I don't get my next six years of chicken for free. I want it in a gift card form. <laughs> Bye. Oh. Did you want me to say bye too? Yeah, tell your friends bye. Hold on, I'm killing the candle first. Alright, Bob Ross voice. Thanks everybody for coming to our bedroom talk. See you next week, maybe.